0: So you would assume that men should be this ideal standard because of women being able to shape them. Mm. You know, black women should, according to blank slate slate theory, should be able to mold their sons into exactly what they want them to be. Yeah. And what you see is that... The exact opposite. No, no, you're right. (laughs) The exact opposite. no the exact opposite and 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 people will say well it's a it's a toxicity of society and and the and, and, and role models and this that and I, yeah i won't deny that but what i realized is when you go when you don't navigate the nature well and you try to go against it you suppress things and you make it worse Yo, what's good, everybody? It's First to start a show, baby. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome back. Welcome back. And we have some breaking news for you guys. Breaking news. Breaking news. Friday, December 3rd at 8 p.m. in Dallas, Texas. We are having a live in-person show as well as a roommate's meetup. And we are excited. We haven't been on the road we haven't been on tour in such a long time and we want to bring this show to the people and we're doing it this December.
1: I am I am so excited for this event. Being in the room with people of like-mindedness, yeah. you know, people that we have impacted, you know, people that want to meet us, hang out with us, you know. I'm I'm taking two or three naps. <laughs> I'm expecting a long night cuz I want to hang out yeah. with everybody that shows up. So please come out. Come uh, see us, meet us, hug us, whatever, and uh, I'm excited, man. What about you?
0: I'm I'm excited as well, man. I think to me, a lot of people have always reached out to us about meeting like minded people. Yeah, that's the number one thing. How can I meet like minded people? How can meet like people are always reaching out and asking that question. So I was like, man, let's go ahead and let's do an event. Yeah. And this is an event where you can come, you can you can hang out, have a good show. We have a lot of special guests that can be showing up, hey, and then you can be able to network, you know, connect with people. I think it's gonna be fantastic. So right now, um, the tickets are only available to the Patreon community for the first week. Yep. So we're selling them to the Patreon community um, f- for the first week. So if you're on Patreon, go ahead, buy your ticket right now. Um, if you aren't on Patreon, you can sign up at patreon.com slash roommates. I want to let you guys know, we the venue is limited capacity. Yeah. We are not intensely trying to limit the people that can come. We would love for everybody to come. It's limited capacity to 200 seats. And so we only can sell... 200 tickets and when the tickets are gone they'll be gone so Patreon people go ahead and gobble them up ASAP if you want to ensure that you can show up to the show go to patreon.com roommate sign up and then like I said next week Monday we'll be selling the tickets to the general public
1: yeah and P- Patreon is already on the job I had yeah. one of the Patreon supporters texting me literally say I'll see you when I see you so <laughs> I'm like
0: oh, okay uh-huh. yeah. so
1: Patreon they already own the ticket so if you don't if you're not on Patreon
0: you may miss out, and that's on you. And and here's the thing: do not hit us up in <laughs> December. Be like second, December. December say Like yo, Fees, Chris. Man, I love to go. I love. It's not even. It's not even that we don't want you to show up. It's not that. It's literally we do not have the space. Yeah. Once it's gone, uh, what is it called? What's that thing called? Fire marshal and all yeah, that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. We we cannot pack it past two hundred. So get your tickets asap patreon.com plus some roommates and like I said we'll be selling the tickets to the general audience next week Monday we'll see you there yes
1: what's going on player
0: man what's (laughs) what's, (laughs) no 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 no, no. no I was gonna say man um finishing off the year yeah finishing it finishing it off strong I have a big announcement coming all right and uh let me see. I'll be releasing this big announcement, end of November. Hey. End of November. I'll be releasing um this big announcement. Something I've been working on. Been really excited about it. Um, I think it's gonna really help a lot of people. It's gonna add a ton of value. It's a gift that will keep on giving. Ooh. It's a gift that will keep on giving. So people love seeing receiving gifts. So too. So, so work working on that, man. And 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 for me. I think that's the big thing, the live show, working on this new project, yeah. and then constantly trying to figure out ways to make the, make the roommate's brand bigger and better. What about you?
1: Yeah, same thing, man. Gearing up for next year, you know what I mean? Trying to get things in order, you know, now. Uh, not trying to wait till January. Not trying to wait around Christmas time. Yeah. You know, trying to get things in order now to uh, gear up for you know a big impactful year 2022 that i'm excited about um so that's that's basically what's on my mind too just really gearing up getting ready leveling up <laughs> <laughs> and uh see what see what happens
0: yeah so you got the fresh cut I mean, I you still it. go to the kid unfortunately i do not oh really why not because it's too
1: far i'm i'm super north and he like west south like his uh his um where he stays and where the barbershop is it will be like an hour easily. why don't you
0: do the house visits
1: Way like here or like where, where he's at? He he stays super far. I'm not gonna drive way over there. No, like he comes to you. Oh, I didn't know that. You didn't know that? I, well, I didn't. I don't know if he's gonna will, be willing to drive an hour to come to meet. Is it an hour? Easily an hour from where we really here. easily,
0: even with the expressway.
1: <laughs> he got to go through downtown and then go through the expressway. He not, he don't stay close. His, uh, like from even from where I was staying with uh with Francis, it was like twenty five minutes from him.
0: Oh, he would always pull up here.
1: Well, that's because he's coming to the city. So the uh, city is probably twenty five from from him. Uh, so it's not okay, that bad. Okay. So it's like he has to, you know, come to the city and then go past the city.
2: Mm. It's a lot. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. So
1: versus me going to, you know, the barber that's fifteen yeah. minutes away. You know what I mean? It's How do you like amazing. that part of town? Listen, <laughs> it depends on what you're looking for. Yeah. Now if you if you have a family, <laughs> you know, what I mean you settle down, you good, you don't really need that much, it's really perfect in my I opinion. Myself, like, myself. you know, the school system, you know, the the economy there, the people there, very safe. You know, yeah. I ain't got nothing to worry about. Yeah, yeah. I could leave my car unlocked, leave my door unlocked, oh, Wow. Whatever. I have nothing to worry about.
0: Wow. <laughs> now if you're a legal man trying yeah. to thrive out there, yeah. it's
1: too far from the city. You yeah. know, it's not too many people that you can really just meet. Hang out, you know what I mean. You know what I mean. <laughs> so yeah, you gotta go a little bit more in the city. But besides that, man, I like it, and I don't think I'm gonna stay there too long. I think I'm gonna want something permanent, you know. Try to get some property on it. Oh, my really? My <laughs> best, man. Really? I'm try my best in 2022, man, to really make some things happen.
0: Oh, wow. uh, so yeah. Bro, I'm man, move.
1: <laughs> it's one of the things where it's like. It's like, it's in order to get to the next level, yeah. you have to take risks. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, uh, especially, um, it's just been a little bit too comfortable. Yeah. You know, it's it's, it's uh, you got to get property one day.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. why not next year? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. What's
1: stopping me? You know, yeah. so that's one of the things. That's kind of like how my mindset is.
0: Now I'm thinking about that, too. I think, to me, everyone's telling me about the whole market is so up right yeah. now. Yeah. It's everything is, like, too expensive.
1: That's the thing, like... That and also Zillow messed up a lot of things. I don't know if you read about that. Oh, what happened, man? Zillow bought a whole bunch of property.
0: Zillow bought it. A
1: whole the bunch company of bought a it. Company like Zillow, where you go and find like how? Yeah, they bought a whole bunch of properties all around the country, and they have not been selling at all. So a lot of those uh, Zillow properties are actually going down because they're trying to get rid of them.
0: Wait. So what? They bought them just like
1: they bought them just to like you know get it, flip it, and sell it. But but like you said, since the housing market has been you know what it is, they haven't been selling that much. Mm. So now they are in a crisis. You know they are Mm. firing people.
0: Oh really? Yeah, they're
1: doing all those things to kind of recuperate that money. (laughs) So it's a lot going on in the the real estate world right now. So uh, it's very interesting. I mean, like I said, it's it's like how. My mindset is like you gotta get into it eventually. Yeah. And waiting for the cycle to pass, it's like I don't I don't know how long we're gonna wait for. Yeah, yeah. It's true. But there's there's some wins and steals out there. You gotta just always pay attention. You gotta that's always true. look. Um, uh, because as soon as you find out that the real estate market is good to
0: go, yeah, everybody
1: already knows <laughs> everybody already knows. Yeah, so yeah, uh, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. that's how you gotta look at it.
0: Nah, that's good. Nah, definitely that's a good point. Cause I feel the same way about uh about some of the Bitcoin stuff, man. It's like you wait for the right time, and it's always not the right time. You exactly. know, what I mean? <laughs> exactly. It's, it's yeah. those
1: things. Is is is, is diff- it's like one of those where you have to literally set it and forget about it. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And those strategies, it's kind of you really like a stockbroker. If yeah. You ain't paying attention to full time. Yeah. It's gonna be tough, man. So nah. I ain't gonna give no no no, <laughs> no, no advice because I don't want nobody coming after me. <laughs> yeah, But yeah. just make safe bets. That's yeah. all I gotta
0: say. Now that's real. Man, I think um last week's Uncut with with Brittany was a really great conversation.
1: Especially the the uncut Patreon. Oh one. yeah. Not yeah. the one that was on YouTube. That that one that went on Patreon yeah. was, yeah, was yeah, a
0: yeah, good yeah conversation. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um that was a really good conversation. And and to me, it made me think about um a lot of different things that I want to talk to you about today. And I was also watching this podcast with Patrick Bette David and a guy named God Sod. I think it's Gad or God. I think it's God. I could be wrong. And uh, and they were just talking about this idea of to succeed in life, you must understand human nature. And my dad would always tell me, he said, intelligence is the ability to decode your surroundings. It's basically me being able to go into a room and understand what are the rules to the room, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you hop on the basketball court, you have to understand what are the rules for basketball? Then when you go on the football court, what are the rules for football, right? If you took, if you take the football rules to basketball and the soccer rules to, to you know the baseball, you're about to be messed up. So it's the ability to decode the environment and the ability to understand human nature, mm. how humans behave, tendencies, all that stuff. Those are really important things. And I think that's part of the improving emotionally Mm. that I feel like comes as you grow older and that a lot of people struggle with, especially if you grew up in a very sheltered home because you have a lot of naive perspectives on human nature. So I wanted to talk to you about human nature. I wanted to get some of your ideas. I wanted to break it down to different categories. But before we begin, my question to you, is that there's two major theories that go on in today's world mm. in regards to creating a next generation of, of people men and women alike. The first theory I call it blank slate theory And so the idea is that every human being is born with a blank slate. They're like Plato, fresh Plato and they can be molded, And you can transcribe whatever you want on that blank slate and you can make them how you want to make them so for example males are born with a blank slate and if you want to make them kind and and caring and not these chauvinistic patriarchal pigs of the past you can create a new uh, programming on the males Mm. so it's that blank slate theory people are born with a blank slate you can program them to however you want them to be um, everything in society is a social construct that's been programmed into us and all those things can be same way they can program in and also be removed gotcha then the second one I wrote down is called natural programming theory and natural programming theory is the idea that human beings have innate things about them that you cannot change you cannot m- remove Um, there's something over thousands of years with you know evolution in regards to like on a micro level that you can potentially change. But generally speaking, people are what they are. And there's some things you can never change, right? No matter how much programming you do, you can never make broccoli taste better than kind candy to a five-year-old. You yeah. just can't.
2: Yeah.
0: Um. And so there's those two theories that are going about in the world today. So in your personal opinion, oh, Lord. which one do you believe is more true? Do you believe more blank slate or do you believe in more natural programming, in your opinion?
1: As far as believe as in what humans are doing, or well, what's the best
0: No, what 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 it is 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 show are children born with a relatively speaking blank slate mm. or they're born relatively speaking with programming that you can or cannot change?
1: Man. That's a really good question. And I'm gonna be the one that say both. <laughs> be the one to say
0: both okay so if you were to lean i mean if you were to lean on one which one would you say is probably more likely oh man if i had to lean on one so it's more and i want to clarify it's more about human nature than individuals obviously individuals are going to be both but in regard to human nature
1: i would say they are who they are there yeah i would say that it's just you know you have to teach, you know, kids how to share. Yeah, you know, that's good. Um, you have to do those things, and since since that's something that they have to be taught, it's just by nature, you know, they're gonna be selfish. You know, mm. they're gonna worry about themselves first. They're gonna protect themselves first. Um, so it's just a, just a blank human nature. If I'm if I'm thinking none of this stuff is going on, I feel like that's what's going to happen. You know. And I think the way the the blank slate how it is, it's like you said. Is there people construct social constructs? People, you know, um, have parents that give them their beliefs and things like that. But I feel like humans, if they had none of that, they would act how they act naturally. Mm. You know, so I think that's what something I feel like that's more common. Um, you know, we were talking about human nature, yeah. Wise. Yeah, what about you?
0: No, that's good. I, I, I think I'm similar to you. I, I lean towards a programming one. Mm. I think society today, especially a lot of the uh, the agenda is the the whole blank slate theory. Mm-hmm. They because that's why they're so obsessed with getting the kids, yeah, because they truly believe that it, if you can program people to make them perfect, mm. um. Man, this could be totally wrong, but I was watching Rewatch Mad Men. <laughs> no, bro, I started rewatching Mad Men too. Oh, that really? Yes, bro. So yes. rewatching Mad Men, and there was a scene, and, and uh, where Don was with um Rachel, the from the department store Manskins, yeah. whatever it's called, and she was. They were talking about the idea of utopia, mm-hmm. and I could be wrong, but she said utopia is a mixture of two words, and the first word is like the ideal world yeah and the second word word is like the world that does not exist Mm. the made up one or or not made up but like it's you can't you can't attain it okay so it's like the ideal we should look up to but we can never attain got you okay so it's like the blank slaters believe that utopia can be created got you Okay. they believe that they can make a perfect world with perfect men and perfect women. Mm-hmm. So then so but embedded in the word of utopia is that from the Jewish perspective you cannot create utopia. Mm. Um and so I lean on the programming that there's just certain things about people that you cannot change. Yeah. And uh, um, always
1: gonna be bad apples, in my opinion. You can look at schools, yeah. you know, you look at classrooms, you know, it, it's always somebody that is a rule breaker, go against the grain. It's, it's, you know, we're all walking this way. Somebody gonna say, and It's the Kyrie Errors of the yeah, world. Yeah. They're gonna be like, Why are we walking this way? We need, we can't go this way. <laughs> yeah, What's yeah. wrong with going this way? Yeah. Why are you hiding me from this yeah, way? Yeah, What's yeah. going on? yeah, you yeah. Know what I
0: mean? yeah.
1: So, you go have those people.
0: Yeah, Now, that's good. I, I, and this is a separate conversation, but there's this guy. His name is Michael Malice. Um, he's a very popular guy. Been on Rogan a bunch of times. He interviewed with Patrick Bed David and also with Joe Rogan. And he has a, a theory he believes in what he calls like anarchy. Mm. And it's 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 a complex theory. But I want to act like I can describe it perfectly because I want to do him a disservice but the theory is basically built upon the premise of that without government, people will govern themselves very peacefully. So the, the going back to the programming theory, the programming theory is seen like in Lord of the flies. Gotcha. Lord of the flies is you take a bunch of kids, you put them on an Island. Eventually it will lead to chaos. Yeah. It's just human nature. They're ravenous, selfish beings. It's going to lead to chaos. Michael's theory Mm. is that, that's actually a myth. Wow. That if you actually put people together, they're actually... I think he said it happened once. People got stranded on an island, something like that. And it was actually a very peaceful island and very peaceful civilization for as long as they were stranded on that particular place. But I believe um, either Joe Rogan or Patrick Bed Davis' pushback was, but it's only a matter of time before that society will give birth to somebody who doesn't follow the rules. Yeah. So let's say you, me... You know, Stefan, a bunch of guys, we create a civilization and everything is peaceful. Yeah. Everything is cool. Yeah. Like we're all Everybody I respect too. you, you respect me, everything is good. All it takes is one person's son. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you know, one person's out. son to be like, why do why do we have to ask for consent? <laughs> why why do I have to ask for consent for the when I want this girl? You know, all it oh, takes is exactly. one person. And that go, is going back to the programming theory. There's yeah. just certain things inside that you cannot rewrite.
1: You got to watch Game of Thrones. That <laughs> yeah, hey, I'm telling yeah, you, yeah, yeah. you really have to. Like yeah.
0: because it
1: is it, part of me when when you uh, when you describe that guy and in, in the island and people, you know, surviving peacefully. You know, there's so many different um, different like clans or group of people that's like you know in that world they are peaceful mm-hmm. you know they they have a leader or you know couple of rulers everybody's good you know and then somebody give birth to the mad king yeah, <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean yeah. and then the mad king does things that just completely go crazy yeah. and mess up the entire kingdom yeah. because it's a one person you know so that's the thing is, is what you said is Yeah, I feel like those systems can work for a period of time Mm -hmm. until there's somebody that's naturally against the grain. Yeah, you know what I mean. Just imagine—I'm not gonna throw his name out there again—but that basketball player just being just president. Yeah, it's just like whoa, you know what I mean? That's going against the grain. Yeah, you know. So there is there isn't, and I don't think this I don't think just we go spiritual, but even things there's nothing. That will ever be perfect. There's yeah. not gonna be perfect utopia for everybody for the rest of you know existence of humanity, you know. So there's gonna be those people that will, you know, go against the grain and do those things. And that's and it's just it's just it's just interesting to think that like people like believe that these programs, structures, government will solve all the problems forever.
0: Yeah. And going back to uh, what we we're talking about previously. The Blank Slaters really believe that there's no sinful nature. Wow. Yeah. So huh. I, it's, it's the idea that human beings are born and they can be molded good or can be molded bad. Wow. And so, and, and I think it's going back to the idea of a lot of social conditioning that's going on today. Okay. Like a lot of things is trying to create a world where certain things are normal. Got gotcha. you. Yeah. Like, um,
1: because you really can create a world if if social media did not exist in the world, you can really create a world where things can be normal.
0: Yeah. And and know what I thought about now we're I'm I'm we're going everywhere here, Let's so forgive us. I I I when I watch shows like Game of Thrones, yeah, obviously TV shows and other movies that I watch or just do research, I always wonder. Man, it, it is a miracle that good has happened in this world.
1: That I'm telling you, bro, it really is a miracle.
0: It really is a miracle. Go ahead. I, I don't want to do it, but yes. it really is a miracle. Because I just thought about, I said, man, like, what incentive was it for change to happen when all the people with power don't need to make a change? You're right.
1: I think I think what really what really changed our world is really the media. It's really cameras, phones, you know, like people seeing carnage basically. Mm-hmm. You know, seeing chaos, seeing destruction, you know, and I think as as over time, you know, I feel like human nature and this mm-hmm. is this is where we can really get the crazy. Mm-hmm. Human nature got more empa- like more em- empathy, empathetic. Empathetic, brother, that's what I'm looking for. Yeah. <laughs> They got more empathetic. And uh because if you look at certain chaos as a kid, you're gonna be like, man, that's not that's not okay. I can feel it. And then them kids grow up. Yeah. And now those kids are making government policies to, yeah. you know, against those things that they saw as, you know, at, at a young age. So you're right. Like that. those one that, to me, that's why, you know, uh we are a lot nicer, or we're yeah. not as chaotic, or not as, you know. Um, cruel, you know, like cruel to people because yeah. the world can see those things, and the world is—it's always remember 9/11. Yeah, remember this. Remember, remember Pearl Harbor. Yeah, you know, yeah, all yeah. those things. Yeah. Like these people fought for our lives, you know, and 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 I think that's one of the things where it's just naturally as we got like just evolved as a human, we became a lot nicer and a lot and not more empathetic. Because I'm really thinking, I'm like. If you watch Game of Thrones, you really be like, you know what? This was probably was the world back in the day.
0: And to me, what I, what, what dawned on me was, it was the mob's pressure against wrongdoing. So I, I rewatched, I was I rewatched, finished Narco season three. I was watching that as well.
1: Oh, okay. I, I didn't watch it yet.
0: And, and to me, what I've noticed is that going back to the Blank Slayer program in theory, mm-hmm. good Right and wrong is programmed in our mind. Yes. Vaguely. It's not perfect. We all will disagree with certain, but there's certain things that we all can feel in our spirits, divine concepts of right and wrong is programmed in our spirits. And to me, what I've noticed is that whatever wrong is done, eventually the mob or the masses will feel it. And if you piss them off enough, they will ask for change. Exactly, And that's the only time change happens, whether it's kingdoms, governments,
2: yes. Yes.
0: corporations, is that the masses become angry yes. and they demand change happens. So it's taken us thousands upon thousands of thousands of years to, and thousands of people to cry out for change. Because yep. I was thinking about, I was like, man, imagine being in a world of like slavery in the, you know, 1600s. It t- it's going to take 260 years of people crying out for change before change happens. Exactly. But eventually when the masses eventually be like, yo, from the media, books yeah. like Uncle Tom's Cabin by Harry Beecher Stowe, you know, yep, yep. Frederick Douglass, yep. Sojourner Truth, like, eventually it gets to a point where now we can speak out against what's wrong. And then eventually the pr- people at B. Or the powers that be will always succumb to the pressures of the people because there's always more people than those in power.
1: Exactly. And it's a beautiful scene that displays that. Mm-hmm. And came yeah. out. Yeah, a, yeah. It, it displays all of that. Yeah. And you're absolutely right because, you know, they it's like in order to have a kingdom and have a ruler, the, the ones that you are ruling they have to comply, mm-hmm. you know, and it's only so much, you know, of, of damage, of chaos, or whatever that you can cause before those masters be like, you know what, bump y'all, you know what I mean? And even because because they, like I said, there's even a scene where somebody they use their army, the protectors, they treat them all kinds of crazy, mm-hmm. and now they don't want to protect you because they don't like
0: you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You
1: know what I mean? So there, there is so much. Um, you know, with with those things, and, and like you said, the truth coming out, the media, the books. It's it's only a matter of time because, like, that's the thing. Like, even as human nature, we want to be treated, or at least be respected to a certain level where we can have a decent life. Mm-hmm. And and if you are going to lead us or rule us, you know, you have to think about us. If mm-hmm. you become to the point where it's, it's you're too powerful too selfish or this doesn't make sense and it doesn't benefit the kingdom
0: then why would we follow you man back on topic that was such a great point i want to talk i wrote some notes i want to talk about what you just said but i want to go back on topic a little bit going back to the the people who believe in this blank slate theory versus program i thought about it in regards to um the next generation of men mm. because Going back to the Brittany interview, how she was like, My son isn't gonna be this, and he's not gonna be that. He's not gonna be one of these soft, you know, and, and I thought about it, I said, Man, seventy percent of black children are raised in single parent households yeah. or bo- are born to single mothers. Um, how many of them are in single parent households? I don't I couldn't tell you. But majority of them are. Yeah. So you would assume that men should be this ideal standard because of women being able to shape them Mm. Women, you know black women should according to blank slate slate theory should be able to mold their sons into exactly what they want them to be yeah and what you see is that the exact opposite no no, you're right (laughs) the exact opposite no the exact opposite and 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 people will say, well, it's a it's a toxicity of society, and and and, and, and role models, and this that. And I, yeah, I won't deny that. But what I realize is, when you go, when you don't navigate the nature well, and you try to go against it, you suppress things yep. and you make it worse. Mm. Like, oh, I got a question. Go ahead. So, do
1: do you believe that no matter the parenting the environment you know if the kid comes out good as society says it's because of those things or you think if the kid turns out bad it's because it's just his
0: his nature so th- so th- th- obviously we're talking about the nature versus nurture argument yeah, yeah, yeah. and blank slate programming in theory um but somebody said a third one is neighborhood hmm. nature nurture neighborhood so for example there's some people who are just naturally born skeptics. Yeah, They're naturally born skeptical people. They just don't believe in things, especially if they can't see it. So they naturally lead towards atheism, agnosticism, deism, stuff like that. Put that that kid in a very religious household, not negative, but in a healthy manner, he will struggle. But if it's a healthy religious household, he might be, more open to believing, he may not ever get to the point where he's believing like you know an evangelist. Yeah. But by being in a healthy environment, seeing it, and everyone else is, is is a healthy religion, they probably believe in it. Versus you put that same kid in an atheist family in an atheist environment, he you know he full on. Yeah. What it on. is. Yeah, yeah. So I believe that also there's certain tendencies where people who are true leaders. Go, the sign of a leader is a person that moves to the beat of his own drum. Yeah. When everyone says go left, he goes right. When people say go right, he goes left. Meaning he's he's raised in a, with an amazing family. He turns out to be the child from hell. Or he's raised in a horrible family. He turns out to be a perfect angel. He's a leader. He goes to the beat of his own drum. Mm. So I think, like you said from the beginning, when it's an individual thing, it's on a case-by-case basis. Yeah. But the environment can do a lot. There's a lot of kids if you take them from environment A to environment B they'll be a completely different person. But there but there's certain things that are just true. Yeah. That you just can't change. Like for example little boys. Little boys need to be able to play rough. That's just a part of who their development.
2: Yeah.
0: As much as a mom can try to demonize that and say, don't play rough, don't do that, don't do that, no, that's wrong, you shouldn't do that. He's only suppressing that. Yeah. And that's going to damage him. Yeah. Does that make sense? That makes sense. So going back to the, the point, yes, the environment can mold you, but there's certain unalienable things about people that the, that people who have that mindset, I'm going to make my son into who I want him to be, or, or different from all these other guys, they're going against certain unalienable truths about men that it will only have negative consequences. If you try to push against these realities,
1: that makes sense. That makes sense. Same
0: with women. Like the easiest one for women is like, generally speaking, women are a little bit, um, softer than men. Mm -hmm. Right. And so if you try to be as hard on your daughters, like you take a very military aggressive approach, you, some girls can take it Most girls you'll break them This is not their nature Yeah And so my 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 question to you Is if you Because you, you kind of alluded to this Uh oh But if you were to summarize Human nature in one word What would you summarize it as?
1: One word Mm-hmm If I had to summarize Human nature in one word Yeah What would I describe it as? Dang I don't know I gotta get yeah, yeah. the words Look at the list of words. Oh man! I, oh man! See, there's there's a realist in me, and then there's like a side of me where it's like I want to
0: think. Go real. Go realist knee jerk reaction. I, I wonder if it's what I wrote down. Chaotic. Chaotic. I I wrote down selfish.
1: Same. It could be same. Yeah. yeah. It makes sense.
0: Like you, everything that you were alluding to earlier, you were just saying like that. I think there is a selfishness to being a human. Yes. Because you you said earlier, you have to teach children how to share.
2: Yes, you do. Yeah.
0: You got to teach a child how to share. You have to teach a child, hey, when you want something, let me finish talking to Chris and then ask daddy for the popsicle. You know what I mean? Like you have to teach certain behaviors because their nature naturally makes the world revolve around them, right? Yeah. So I wrote that down. And I think this this conversation is going to be really important for a lot of people who grow up naive. Mm. They grow up naive and they grow up understanding how the world works. And so it sounds bad, but, but it's like, let's break it down to friendships, mm-hmm. okay? So generally speaking, human nature is selfish, but you realize quite that the more selfish you are, the less fair you play and the less likely others will want to play with you. And
1: less friends you have.
0: Exactly. So this is balance. Yeah. So I, I remember I had a friend. Did you guys ever play um, Egyptian Rat Screw or Egyptian Rat F?
1: <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. Never Eddie, much. have
0: you heard about that game before? Egyptian Rat Screw or Egyptian Rat F? Please describe it. It's a game me. where like you, everyone has a, like it's four people <laughs> no and you have a card and if I flip a card okay. and if it's an ace... I gotta put down four numbers. One, two, three, four. Okay. If I don't get a face card, then the person who last put this card down has to pick up the stack.
1: Nah, brother, you lost me on that one.
0: Never played that game. It's like kinda like slaps, where if it's doubles, you can smack it.
1: I, I know okay. I heard that game. Yeah. And then I also know a game called BS.
0: Not VS. <laughs> Not VS. Yes. Okay, okay. So it's kind of like it's kind of like Slash, where it's like, if it's doubles, you can smack it. I do remember that playing yeah. that game. I don't remember the Egyptian Okay, game. so Egyptian is very similar to that. So there's this idea where if if there's doubles and you smack it, yeah. you get the deck. Yes. So I believe the game is that you want to, I believe I, I could be wrong, you want to get everyone else's cards. Whoever has the yeah. most cards wins.
2: wins
0: yeah. So w- the key is that if you're... Like kind of like with speed, if you're fast enough and you smack doubles, you get. So I had a friend who we would play that game and he was slow. He had his slow hands. (laughs) And whenever someone else would smack it before him, he would take his hand and smash their fingers. (laughs) He would take his hand and smash their fingers.
1: <laughs> oh, that show human nature. I don't know. And so, so,
0: to me, it was like nobody wanted to play with him.
1: You're not playing fair. You're not people, playing. By the
0: exactly. Rules. So there's this balance that you learn that. Yet yeah, there's a selfishness to it. But if you don't play fair, people won't want to be friends with you. So my question is, from your experience, what do you think you've learned about human nature? from friendships like if if, if a person was like in my opinion here's how human nature applies to friendships what have what have you learned
2: oh yeah yeah.
1: i mean like you said you you in order to build a friendship one you got to have you know something in common you got to have something to uh to talk about and it's a give and there's a take you know so if this person is giving me, like, laughable, enjoyable memories, you know, then I, like, what am I giving them, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and there's always a, a self-sacrifice. Like, just because I want to watch the game doesn't mean that we can't go play outside, mm-hmm. you know? So there's there's a lot of things that that's give and take that in order to build a long-lasting friendship that has to be there in order to take place. Like you said, if it's something where... You know, somebody's just always giving, and somebody's always taking. Mm-hmm. Then eventually, you know, however long and people have their timeline Some people like nope, one time. Some people two thousand times. Yeah. Eventually, it's gonna be too much. And mm-hmm. where it's like, you know what, this friendship is not benefiting me. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't make sense for me to be here when you only we're only doing what you want to do, or I'm only doing this and you're not doing that. So it's 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 kind of like that. You know, you have to be able to. In order to keep that friendship, keep that relationship, you would have to be able to bend or you know compromise to that person. And that goes against like the selfishness human nature, where yeah. it's like, nah, I want this person, to just do this for me.
0: So my question is, why, why do some people struggle with making friends? Some people are really good at making friends.
1: I think um it's a of, that's a not that's a loaded question. I think
0: environment, parents. Um but what about that what what about that person if you were to say causes them to not be able to make friends what are they not understanding about human nature do oh, you feel well, do, yeah. do you feel like it's causing them to not make friends Hmm you Know what I think it is? What? I think it's adding value. So yeah. what I what I've learned about human nature and friendship is friendship is, friendship is very selfish. Yeah. And what it means is people like people who make their lives better. Basically, yeah. Right? So there's three ways you can make someone's life better. The first one that I've realized is there's certain kids who are naturally charismatic and cool. Yeah. And people like being around them. So by, by being friends with the cool kid, you now become cool yourself, cool by association. Yes.
2: yes. So
0: there's some people who, like, there. it's easy for them to make a, make friends because people just like them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Something about them, a swagger, demeanor, personality. Daggum Princeton. Yeah, yeah, you know what, what I mean? has that all. Yeah. So stuff. it's like that person, the value that they bring is, if I'm friends with him, other people will like me because they like him.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Then there's another level of friendship <laughs> where there's a friend's who give. hmm Either like when your kids they had the toys, yeah. either their parents had money, you know, either they, you know, always had the snacks at their house. They had the football. Yeah, the football, the yeah. basketball, go. You've you've had something to add value to them. Yeah. And that's why they they want it. Yeah. Right. And it can be something small as in just listening, or just somebody just hanging
1: out.
2: You ain't gotta do nothing.
0: Yeah. Exactly, that's a great one. Listening, yeah. And so it's a skill that the other pe- people feel as val- excuse me, other people feel as valuable. But the two ones is like, how does this person affect my social status? Mm. How does this person add value? And it also is this person like minded, right? Yeah. So if I like football, they like football. Let's play football. And I like basketball. They play basketball. I like basketball. Those, those those are the three things I've noticed. But it's it's selfish. Yeah. To a level of until it's fair meaning that the more you add, the more people like cuz I thought about this. I said if the rock came into the came into a room, let's say we have a live show and the rock pulls up. Why does everybody want to hang around the rock?
1: Yeah, I mean, Rock got network, he got the popularity, he got the celebrity, he got the status. Yeah, but
0: but, but what do you think people are thinking which makes them want to hang around the Rock?
1: Yeah, what can he do for me?
0: Yeah, And, and something in their mind feels like, no disrespect, Eddie, what the Rock can bring them is better than what Eddie can bring them. Yeah. And... That goes back to the selflessness of people. Because I would always... You got something on your face. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Get it
1: off. Yeah. Can you see it on the camera, Eddie?
0: Yeah. Right
1: now. You let me go 30 minutes into this.
0: Because be there's something where I realize there's certain people, when they walk into a room and people just always overlook them, because yeah. they look at them like there's nothing you can bring of value.
1: Wow, I Talk to them. That's true. You know, that's definitely... I mean, shoot you! You got that walking down the street. Yeah, you know, whatever. Like people treat people just because they' the waiter. You mm-hmm. know, so yeah, there is a level of selfishness, or what can what can this person do for me?
0: Was that was that the case? So my question to you: When you guys, when you were young in Channel View, was what was the reason you feel like people gravitated towards you? Was it like mindedness? Was it the, the 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 social status, or was it the um? The what you could offer, what you offered to the people. What was it about you? I think
1: all of the above. Okay. Um. I what, think, what
0: would be number one? Like, what do you think was the most thing that drew people to you the most?
1: Uh, It really depends on the time. I feel like...
0: like when you were younger, guess what, young? I guess... Young? Yeah. Oh,
1: what I had. What I had. I think um, when I was super young, I was the popular... Like, place to play basketball in my Okay, home. that makes I sense. Because I had the goal and I had the basketball. Oh, okay. And, and you know, there's super good. Yeah, there's been, you know, this, the neighborhood kids would play at my house. Like, mm-hmm. I wasn't inside that much, I was outside a lot, you know. So, even, even, I didn't even know that the neighborhood kids that were older than me, I didn't know I was gonna play on the same basketball team as them mm. in high school. Yeah. You know, like, it's people like, I'm only, they're only here. <laughs> Because I have the basketball and the goal, yeah. you know, and and that's that's just the truth, mm-hmm. you know. Now, when we get to high school, it's a different story, you know. That's yeah, there's yeah. like mindedness, there's you know even just um, similar interests like a football, yeah. you know, or because we had so many class together. Hey, I help you with my homework, you help me with studying, whatever the case may be, yeah. things like that. Um, so yeah, I think, but younger, it was it was that was the one of the reasons why like I had a really kind of good social I guess starting point mm-hmm. because um it was people were coming to my house to play basketball over anything.
0: I love that because that makes me think about like people who struggle with making friends especially so their kids don't struggle in the future for making friends. Mm. Understand that yo your kids have to have something of value. Yeah. I'm always thinking about like man those those parent those like, what hurts me the most is, like, when a guy is bullied and then he has a son and his son is bullied. Yeah. A guy is a loner and then he has a son and his children. Like, they, you never learn to, you know, fix yeah. the problem that you had in the past. So, mm. I love what you what you said because your thing was what you had, that you added a value, was that the basketball goal. Yeah. For me, I was always a good rallier. Hmm. I could always bring people together. Yeah. So that was the value I had in the group. So, for example, I was like, hey, why don't we all play tag? Or, or you, do, you do this? Like, kind of like, I was like that Tommy Pickles and that Rugrats role. Like, I was yeah. kind of the, the orchestrator of things. So when when I was younger, I remember when I moved to um, Georgia, I would have these video game parties at my house. Mm. Hey, everybody, you can bring your Super Smash, bring your Madden, bring your disc. We all play, come over to my house. We'll play the games together. Yeah. I was the only one doing stuff like that. Yeah. So to me, that's always something I think people who struggle with making friends, they don't realize that. Yeah. It's like, if if one, you're so unpresentable or so uncharismatic that being around you lowers social status, that's another point people got to realize. Yeah. Some people don't want to associate with someone who makes them lower in society, especially when you're a kid. If you hang around, no offense to lowly kid. Now you're you're a you're a mark as well.
1: Yeah, and they and they they make it fun of you too,
0: and make it for exactly. Yeah. So there's something where, like I said, going back to understanding the selfness of people, like yo, the better I am, the more value I have to others, and the more others want to be around me. Yep. But a lot of people they struggle with going back to the naivete of well, I should be whoever I am, and I should be able to be friends with anybody yeah I, I, that will sound beautiful in a perfect world but it's it's just not the case because going back to what you're saying there, there's if you've ever been around a, a, a celebrity i think you talked about it before was it kevin hart that you froze in front of
1: yeah that was the point where i actually felt like oh my god yeah like, i felt that yeah
0: so if you ever been around a celebrity you're a big fan of something happens to your brain when you see them that all of a sudden is they're not even a human anymore yeah they're like on some pedestal it's just it's a weird thing and so and it's and and and, and then you just valued them so much
1: yeah, because they added value to my life you know at that time Kevin Hart was the biggest comedian in yeah. the world and he made me laugh. <laughs> you know what I mean? so it was seeing Nat and seeing somebody that was like literally at the top of the top like you said it it froze because mm. like man bro, your specials made me and all my group of friends laugh. We laughed about that special all school year long.
2: Yeah.
0: You dagger yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. You
1: gave me a lot of good laughs. You know, yeah. so that's that that's true. Like people have to understand that they have to bring something of value yeah. in order to connect and make friends.
0: 100 percent because I remember I hope this guy's she's probably gonna be watching it, but I remember there was a, a a guy who called me, asked me for advice about making friends, and I was talking to him, and, and I was telling him a story about how this one dude hit me up, and was like, "Yo, I got tickets to the to the Mavericks game, uh, free tickets, you know, love, you know, this one with your name on it." Mm. And I was like, as a person who's really busy, respectfully, yeah. forty dollar Mavericks tickets in a nosebleed it's not really worth my time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it sounded bad because I was like, I said, initially I was like, I don't know you, so for me to spend two hours on a basketball game, like my time is valuable. Yeah. But then I thought to myself, I said, if that guy would have said, he has three tickets to the Cowboys game,
2: yeah.
0: you and a friend, and we are on the front, on the 50-yard line on, on the front row. Oh, you're there. I'm probably going <laughs> to be there. Bet. And i realized oh snap like it goes it's the value added it's not that i was busy is that what you what you wanted from that hour what i was going to give you wasn't equivalent to what you're giving me so the human nature is like if i'm going to trade you a phone i need equal or greater value so somebody wants to spend time with you if you want to make someone your friend they have to feel like they're getting equal or greater value by spending time with you. And
1: don't even bring a woman.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to there at don't the end. Don't
1: even bring a woman. But that—that's so true. You yeah. know, it's—it's—it's. It's, it's, I feel like every decision is opportunity cost. Yeah. You know. So yeah, I mean, I'll be honest with you. If somebody would, if somebody I barely didn't know invited me to a nosebleed Mavericks game, I would push hundred percent say no. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Floor seat, Yeah. I would make time. <laughs> you know I, mean? I, I would make time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause like, there, there's that's that's just so much truth, and and people have to understand and realize that that, you know, people value different things at different levels, and you know, where it comes to friends, relationship, business opportunities, events, whatever, what is it going to, what is it going to do for me? Yeah, you know, kind of thing. And and that's the that's the harsh truth that that I feel like people, like you said, when they struggle to meet friends where they added value to others. Yeah. Like what is it? Yeah. Or where they're lacking, where they're not adding value. What, what do they don't have to offer? Like what, what is the disconnect where you don't have that many
0: friends? A hundred percent. And so that, and to me, this is where we talk about this, that last episode didn't come out, but this is the part where I was like, as I get older, this is where it gets challenging because not that I've realized my whole life. I've been, I'm a very ultra altruistic person where, most of my life mo- respectfully most I give more than most people give to me, and I like it that way i don't I don't mind it, but then to me, as time becomes more as i as I enjoy certain things more, certain things become less valuable so for example, yeah, when I was younger, hanging out with the guys, oh my gosh, that'd be worth a million dollars, yeah, to me, hanging out with the guys a thousand <laughs> so. Now is like where back in the day when I was younger, I hated staying inside. I remember when you were a kid, a punishment was staying in the house. Yes, it was. So like staying in the house was like negative 500. Yeah. So if someone offers, hey, come out and hang out versus staying, it's always a better deal. But to me, staying in the house is worth a million dollars. Like it's a great time staying in the house. So when you're offering me hanging out, it's like it's not as equal as a trade. Yeah. Ooh. I'm like, damn, like, I got to get, get dressed, got to drive my car, yeah, got to yeah, go yeah. sit down, I got to talk. Yeah, oh, it's, you know, <laughs> and so that's where it goes back to, like, I realize as you progress in life, you always as an individual have to ask yourself what's valuable. And I want to get to business after this point. But Gary V had this great point where people would hit him up and be like, yo, Gary, um, I'll take you out to dinner. If you're in town, i would love to take you out to dinner, my treat. And Carrie's like, "You're a treat." He said, "I want your bull pissed $50 dinner." He said, he said, "I got to sit down for 2 hours and get a mother $50 dinner?" He said, and he's like, and he's like people say, "I'll get you No. Know, you know what? I I'll, I'll take you to coffee when you come into my They're like what? <laughs> but it, like people don't realize like yeah. you're you're not doing someone a solid. When a person who has millions of dollars or has a, whose time is real-life money, yeah, you taking them out to dinner or buying them coffee is not a solid. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm, I hope my friend isn't watching this, but oh I, had a, I had a friend hit me up about this. He was like, yo, like that's dinner on me. I'm like, bro, I don't, I'm not hurting for no dinner. <laughs> I'm not hurting. I'm not hurting for a dinner. Oh, so it's, it's not like, even if you said it was on... We split it. It's not like it's not a it's not a value. So I think you you said it like understanding what's valuable to other people, yeah, and figuring out how can I give that. That is the way of mastering human nature and building great friendships.
1: Yeah, that's yeah, man, that's a hundred percent true. And but you have you have to know that person too. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like like you said, some people value other things different. Some people you do like hanging out. Some people like, nah, I'd rather us sit down, c- construct a business plan. That's yeah. valuable, you know. Yeah. So yeah, you gotta know the person that you're trying to spend time with and then see if you can provide where you can add value so you can get that friendship
0: business relationship things like that exactly let me jump in real quick because i just thought about what you said so going back to that kid i told him i said you know what if i was 23 years old and i just moved to dallas and i had no friends and you were like yo i got tickets to the mavs game want to come hang out that's a great deal Yeah, it's as valuable. That makes sense for that person. You got to, like you said, you got to know that person, and go and and to the point. People, the naive people are like, "Well, that sounds like you sound like really you're really shallow." Yeah, that's really selfish. It's like no,
1: but I argue that those naive people they they probably do it the same. They just don't even know. Break it down. It's like because I think any any decision interaction, you know like question, I just feel like you're naturally going to see or you're going to, it's the opportunity cost to every decision. So it's like, th- there's no way these naive people are saying yes to every single thing. No,
0: you know what I realize? They don't get multiple offers. So,
1: so they're saying yes to the only offer they get.
0: Yes. And th- and that's probably where they struggle with. People struggle with like, oh my God, it sounds so shallow. Why why are you picking and choosing to hang out with somebody based upon, um you know, what they bring to you? It's like, you don't realize when you're a person, respectfully, who doesn't really have a high demand for your time, you're not, you're, you're not juggling a hundred requests. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. When when you have 10 hours of day and a hundred people that want an hour each, you have to prioritize it someplace. Yeah. And unless you're just trying to, you know, deal with leeches and liabilities, friendship is mutualism. You want people that are helping you as well. So I think to the naive people, especially when you're young and you have no friends in your world, you don't realize that someone else, everybody wants to hang out with them. Yeah. Everybody wants to do something with them. Because I, I remember I was talking to someone. I was like, yo, when people get mad at flakes, I said, do you realize that sometimes a, fl- a flake is a better offer? Mm. So, for example, if Chris was like, like, Chris, we haven't hung out in a long time. Let's do let's do dinner. We set up dinner for next Friday. We're gonna hang out, haven't hung out in a long time. All of a sudden, um the Lakers are in town and someone's like, yo, I'm having dinner with LeBron, Maverick Carver, Chris. I, I want you to come pull, pull up with me. <laughs> <laughs> My friend. <fans, laughs> listen,
1: listen, listen, listen. I'll buy you two <laughs> like, like it's Lebanon James. Yeah, you go. so it's yeah. like
0: it's a better offer. So some so going back to the godfather become mm. an offer they can't refuse there you go and that's one of the ways of building when it comes to friendship yep. what do you feel about in regards to doing being a business owner for three plus years what have you learned about human nature when it comes to business
1: oh man uh I mean what have we learned from human agents come to business i think it's if I mean i wouldn't say selfish because i feel like that's me calling you selfish but i don't and or vice versa but i don't i don't regard it as that you know because we're we're in a partnership so it's 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 different you know Um, so
0: let me clarify what have you learned about the customers people Hence you from 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 You gotta add value
1: to their life in order for them to continue watching, to continue to buy stuff, to continue to be engaged. You have to you have to figure out what they want to see or what they want to hear in order to keep them because if you don't, they will leave. We have we had several audiences leave, i.e. women. (laughs) You know what I mean? Just because we said something, one or one disagreement or one wrong tone or whatever, they never come back. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, so that's what it is. It's like if if you're not on the same page as them or the same wavelength or talking about what they want to hear, what they want to see, they have no ties to you forever. Mm
0: -hmm. That's good. I think somebody once said they said the way of making a business is to find the solution to a problem.
1: That's, that's all it is so, Because you, where, where you can add value at Is where Is where you solve a problem mm-hmm. You know If some people Don't have The human interaction They don't laugh If your show is funny That's solving a problem
0: I love it So That's what is, is a big thing And and it gets very selfish And what I've learned yep. About human nature Is that humans Are obsessed with sex Oh and sex, violence sex and violence and that sells and that's it that's all that sells sex yep. and violence sells easily true story when we first launched the Patreon account I believe we launched it in March I believe the episode was called when we talked about the intellectual dark web Um, and I remember talking about it very kindly very peacefully and we got a good amount of sign ups yeah. not as much as I thought I wanted to get a couple of weeks later, I was so angry. Yeah. I remember going on a rampage <laughs> yeah. on the podcast about how people no one signed up and you know they want us to do this. And I was just upset. Double the sign double the signups mm. more than that positive day. When whenever I scream, yell, do something crazy, people will buy something.
1: And, that's, and and i i'm guilty of that too it, It's this is going this sounds bad yeah. my favorite kanye is angry kanye yeah my favorite joe button is the angry joe button cuz it's like <laughs> i don't know why cuz i think it's funny to me yeah. you know but yeah like you say for some reason with the the passion the tone the anger it, it call it does something in them where it's like all right uh, i gotta do something yeah, yeah, here, yeah. Or if or he's gonna get mad
2: at me
0: <laughs> yeah and then go back to the sex cells i think that's I would challenge you, look up whoever is a creator Mm -hmm. who makes a lot of money, artist, musician, movie star. And what you see is that they're selling sex in one way or capacity that that made them very successful. Mm. And by selling sex, I don't mean, I mean, like, in regards to, like, R- relationships yes. uh, between men and women connecting yeah. romance stuff like that like you're thinking about some of the most funniest comedy skits of all time yeah it's something sex related yeah I remember my, one of my favorite skits with uh <laughs> uh Chappelle's show when they were when not chappelle on um day skit when he talked about that um <laughs> this so I me mean, I just thought about three automatically the first one went he was saying that you got to treat women with respect regardless of how they dress yeah but <laughs> it's confusing yeah he said imagine me wearing a police officer outfit <laughs> someone coming up to me and say officer officer help help someone yeah. got shot Yeah, said, whoa whoa whoa
2: yeah
0: i'm an officer <laughs> what, do you, what do you what do you why do you think i'm an officer here <laughs>
1: Now, Dave is hilarious. Though. Hey, he you can't like, say that today, hey, You can't
0: say that today. He was like, but you wear a police officer's outfit?" Office. "Whoa!" Just because I'm dressed like an officer doesn't mean I'm an actual officer. <laughs> that's how. That's how these women are. <laughs> and and so it's it's just oh man, it's so much of sex that sells. All the shows that blew up in this year and last year. You know, it was women sex. So there's this. There's a, a quick way of making money. I'm not even talking about the OnlyFans and all that. So yeah, there's just, yeah, yeah. just, just a quick way of making money by tapping into that primitive need for sex, connection, not connection, sex, relationships, you know, and, and I really feel as though like so much business is built on that. Easily.
1: Sex sales, man. Yeah. It's, it's, it's simple. It's simple, you know, that's women think about it men want it all the time you know so it's it's real easy to say we always said if we talk about relationships all the time or we talk about just one side women and 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 sex and things like that we could be a lot bigger and a lot richer Mm -hmm, yeah we already know that you know i mean so that 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 is one of those those human natures or violence yeah you know like that's why a lot of the shows ain't even got to be I mean, shoot, that's why UFC is growing so much. Yeah. That's why boxing ain't going nowhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because people like to see violence. People like to see combat. And it's not even just physical toe-to-toe, you know, jab, jab, cross, whatever. It can even just be arguments and debates. Yeah. People like to see that. People like to see two people going at it, three people, whatever, people going at it, debating or proving somebody wrong yeah. or trying to prove their point. You know, that's what people naturally want to see is some kind of sex and some kind of violence. If yeah. you can offer that, you'll make a lot of money. Yeah. You know what I mean, the hardest thing, but the most, uh, the most respectable, in my opinion, is making people laugh. If you make people laugh, to me, is one. It's 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 number three as far as sales.
0: Yeah, and to me, what I realized is you. But what are the jokes?
1: Yeah, it's the sexual jokes yeah. and the violent jokes, for sure. A hundred percent. Like those, those are the, those are the things I, uh, you know, like to me, it's just with, with making people laugh. I feel like, you know, even, even if, you know, pastors use it, they have a lot more pull and connection with the audience, you know, because they can make people laugh and bring some kind of enjoyment.
0: Yeah. I think, uh, no, I agree with you. And the reason why I had set kind of um, put laughter in a different category Mm. It was because, going back to what I was talking about for business, there's there's a balance where sex and violence is a shortcut. Yes, easily. And, and you can say comedy to an extent is a shortcut, but there's like a level where you can be so cheap with it that yeah. you can make money, but you lose respect. Yes. And then also there's a place where if you're so cheap with it, you kind of become like niched in that. Yeah. Right? So if you're the... The guy who can only do action movies. Yeah. You could never do anything more serious. No drama. No drama. You know, it's hard to take Rocky Balboa seriously on a drama film. Respectfully, Sylvester Stallone.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, Get to the chopper. No, that's, <laughs> who is that? That's Arnold
0: Schwarzenegger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so I think there's, I like your point that business also works from a people are very selfish yes. and the reality I, I remember uh sarah told me it, she was like people don't don't know what they want but they want it when they when they know it something yeah. like that you know i what I, mean? I, I, I get it yeah. like you if you, you ask them oh what kind of content do you want trash no offense trash 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 yeah. but then when you give them what they want yeah they'll feel it like music yeah you say what what's a great song to make I don't know. Just make 10 songs. I'll let you know what I like. Yep. So I think there's a sense of understanding, okay, what do people like? What is the problem that needs to be solved? And by doing that, I think that's very, you can be very successful.
1: Yeah. You, you gotta, you gotta really know the human nature of things and figure out how you can implement, you know, your thoughts, your ideas, and you can be successful with that. That's, that is true. You like studying human nature for like philosophy, sociology, all those things. Like people like companies hire yeah. professors or or you know um you know people that are have doctor degrees in these things to bring in like how can we reach this audience group? Yeah. What is the best way to do this? That happens all the time. You know yeah. that's even oh you probably seen it in Mad
2: Men.
0: Yeah yeah,
1: yeah. like you know I think it was one of the early episodes with um with the, the shop girl the shop woman that owns the luxury yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, clothing. Yeah. They brought in the professor, saying like, "Hey, this is what people are saying," and they presented that in the office in a business meeting to yeah. support why they should advertise her company this way. Yeah, that that that's happened. That has to happen all the time where it comes to the business. Like how, like, what is your audience? Who's going to wear this? How are they going to receive this? Are they gonna buy
0: it? are they gonna continue this until they come back and get this? And that's a great point because I thought about it. You also understand human nature, you have to understand that people will pay more for certain things than others. Exactly. As much as we bash it, as much as we get mad, people will always pay more for OnlyFans, Cam Girls, and they'll ever pay for our Patreons. Every hundred percent.
1: They they we would get we're if they had to choose. Yeah. They're cutting us off. First. Yes.
0: yes. <laughs> and so, when you understand that, like you said, you can either stay true to who you are
2: yeah.
0: or you can compromise. Ooh. Because a lot of people, to make more money, they'll compromise on their values. They capitalize on that. Exactly. They'll capitalize when they tapped into human nature. And so, then the last thing is, what has human nature taught you? What about Relationships? Do you feel like human nature? Oh, how can I put this? What has human nature taught you about relationships? That's what I want oh, to say.
1: Same thing. Selfish man. Yeah. It's all. It's all.
0: It's all selfish. Self
1: serving. How can you, you know, serve me? How can you benefit me? You know, where can you add value at? How can you change my life? What What do you have to offer? How many yous do I have to name? <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean, I can keep going all day. Yeah. You know, it's all about me 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 is that true for you as far as like relationships like yeah. being in a relationship with me yeah i hope not <laughs> like, like mm-hmm. i think i think there's some ways that like like obviously that i'm i'm selfish in that you know like i'm expecting certain things uh or i want like i see this person has value i'm like you know what that that's that that would do well for me yeah. you know, you know what i mean a hundred percent but that's where it's like in a relationship where you have to also give you have to also learn how to self-sacrifice too, and if you don't have that self-sacrifice, you know, nature inside, especially in modern dating today, especially in moder- modern modern dating today. Old days you may got got away with it, you know. what I mean, modern dating today, you know, these women gonna want what they want, brother. You know, what I mean, you have to you have to give them and 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 have value as well in order for you know these people to stay. Yeah, you know. So yeah, I it's definitely. You know, it's it's definitely something that I know I do. I know I'm selfish in a lot of ways, but I also got to understand and know that you got to be self-sacrificing, sacrificial love in order to, you know, give
0: so you can take. No, this is really good because here's what I thought about. I thought about I was talking to this girl and and. Girls call me for sessions and they cry a lot.
1: Crazy. No women really... I'll hell, like, probably maybe one or two this year. Oh,
0: girls call well, me they, a lot. keep calling you, brother. Yeah. <laughs> no, they, they cry a lot and oh, it sounds man. horrible, but their tears do absolutely nothing to me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the tears do nothing because they're, like, crying and I sometimes I feel like they're crying out of a natural manipulation technique. Huh. This is this might be my cynicism.
1: I mean, it's, that's the that's the thing, man. Is is when you're around, like when you're around certain things, you learn certain people and, and see a lot of things. You naturally think, like, man, like,
0: is this sincere or not? Because I'm not th- saying, <laughs> and let me clarify, I'm not saying their their tears are fake. Yeah, 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 yeah. What I'm saying is that something happens when they're crying, where most people can be like, oh my gosh, I feel so sorry exactly. for you. It, it's like oh, a-
1: not like a retreat, but it's like uh, like feel bad for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And, and to me, it doesn't work. Got you. And let me give you an example. Going back to the selfish thing, I remember this one girl was she was crying and she was like, uh, like why do guys only want? Why do guys want these X Y Z type girls? And she's like, it's not fair because I feel like I just want somebody who wants me for me and doesn't care about us. And I was like. <laughs> and then I was like, "So, but you're you're the same one who didn't want to date this other guy because you told me his voice was too high." She said that verbatim.
2: Yeah.
0: So
2: you yeah. me.
0: Like <laughs> <laughs> and. I, bro, I will and, and to me, I was like, there's a selfishness that we both play, and that's the part that people don't realize. Yeah. They don't realize that there is a self. As much as you get mad, because it's easy for men or women to get mad at the other for being selfish about what they want. Meaning that I want A, B, C, but you do the same thing. Exactly, you do the same. You, you, thing. you similar to what Chris said, you define what's valuable for you and you want someone who adds value in that way. Exactly. And if they don't add value to you in that way, you're not going to, you're not going to accept that. Exactly. Because the difference is I can have 15 friends. Yeah. You only have one partner. So people are even pickier Mm. when it comes with the partner. Yep. And so I was explaining to her, I was like, yo, like there's a selfish nature that both people do and some of it is not bad.
1: Exactly. Did she
0: accept? No, she definitely accepted. Okay, that's good. That's good. Yeah. And, and I feel like a lot of people get caught up there. Because I, I always ask them, I'm like, so what do you, what is your ideal world? Mm-hmm. Is your ideal world the person that you want has to want you? Mm-hmm. Is that not more selfish than what you're complaining about? You're saying all these guys, all these girls are, are selfish or they're so picky or they have this standard. But in your world, whoever you want. Has to want you. Exactly. It's like both people should have the freedom to say, this is what adds value to me, and I can either accept it or I can reject it. But everybody wants forced acceptance for the other person. Whereas if she was that girl and that high-pitched voice, high-pitched voice boy really wanted her or man really wanted her she wouldn't feel obligated to be with him
1: that's the thing man Pe- people people re- it's really hard for people to see the- their bad human nature yeah you know it's hard for them to hear like man i'm selfish too yeah i have you know standards or un- unrealistic expectations or I- i'm mad at this person for not wanting me and i'm blaming everybody else like i'm like people literally do not like being the problem yes you know and 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 that's one of those things where in order for you to really mature, even as just a young man, you have to understand that, like, you know, it's not, it's not everybody against the world or against you mm-hmm. just because you didn't get what you want. Yeah. You know, you just blame yourself. Everybody does it, you know. So you have to learn how to maneuver and understand, like, okay, she's she's her own human, her mm-hmm. own wants. Oh, he fumbled the ball. <laughs> He's on wants, human desires, all those different things. Uh, and I have to understand that, like, I have that same thing, too, since we both understand that and know that we have to come together, sacrifice some things where we may not get all the time or we mm-hmm. may not get on demand, mm-hmm. you know, or, you know, this person may not be feeling this way. Well, no, 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 We have to understand that this person is not here to only serve us and do what we say 100 percent guarantee of the time. You know, we have to understand that and realize that. And only way for men and women to really know that is when they get in a relationship. Yeah,
0: <laughs> you know. And 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 to me, the the theme of this episode in two words is add value. Yeah. At the end of the day, if you're a person who adds value, you succeed in business. Amen. You succeed in friendship. You succeed in relationships. Absolutely. So the leveling up process is becoming more valuable to be somebody who gives and people want to also give back to them. Exactly. Because there's this, uh, on God's side, talked about it. He said, the reason why I jump in the ocean to save my friends when I have the potential of dying is that the hope is that tomorrow, if I'm drowning in the ocean, my friend will save me. Exactly. So obviously there's balances to that where there's some people who just it's just takers and they and you can save a hundred times, they'll never gonna save you once. Yeah. But the more valuable you are, the more you're giving to other people, the more people want to give to you, the right people you'll meet. Exactly. So I think what I want people to gain is that if you're complaining about relationships, friendships, or business, ask yourself, how are you adding value? Are you being as um the Don Corleone? Is that, that from Godfather? Brother, I don't... I don't, I don't, do this. I don't, <laughs> don't do Um, Yeah, it was Don Corleone. But I, I, Even to
1: that point, yeah. what you were saying is also it's like you have to treat others the way you want to be treated too.
0: Yes and no. So it's not the... It's, somebody once said that's a golden rule. Golden rule. Shout out to the golden rule. But the better rule is a platinum rule. Here we go. It's to treat others the way they want to be treated.
1: Treat others the way they want to be treated.
0: Because think about it, going back to the the point. guy, the, the kid's point, he would have loved yeah. if someone would have offered him mavericks maverick seats. Yeah, but you have, like you said, you have to realize what does that person want.
2: Yeah,
0: like a woman, if she wants a date, she would love a partner who makes six figures a year. Yeah, he may not want that. Yeah, so you have to kind of understand. Like I said, going back to the, 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 the human nature is like. Treat people the way you want to be treated, meaning give, yeah, like that. Yeah. But then you want to be specific to understand, okay, what ways can I give to that person? Amen. That's yeah, yeah that's a that's a good point. And what and the reason I was saying with with the Godfather is in the Godfather, Don Corleone would always say, Um, I'm gonna make you an offer you can't refuse. Mm. So to me, it's about being an offer people can't refuse. Yeah. And realizing that you will never be an offer that No one that everybody can't refuse, you know what I mean? Is no, you no matter how great you are, you can never sell a product to everybody, you can never make every friend in the world, you may never find every girl to want to marry you and be with you, but you can live a happy life, yeah, by becoming your best self. And and understanding human nature is about giving, but also realizing that all healthy relationships. As Chris said, is reciprocal. Yeah. Where you also want people who give back to you as well. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Exactly. You yeah, have
0: anything else? No. <laughs> <laughs> so guys, Friday, December third, roommates live show, Patreon. The tickets are on sale right now. Go to patreon.com/slash roommates. Get your tickets. We'll be selling the tickets to the general um, people next week. And big announcement from me. End of the month. My name is you.
2: We had a roommate and
0: <laughs> adios. <laughs>